there's no way that I could thank you enough for that. So, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Welcome to this week's episode of the Vexed Intellect. <laughs> Principe. Damn. James is St. James. Your boy, T.O. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a different swag every time. <laughs> Switching up his. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, wow. Mr. Westside is in the building. He forgot how to do his intro. Sheesh. We are the Vexed Intellects. Um, that was uh, an excerpt from uh, Kobe Bryant's. Farewell speech on his last game, man. Um, now everybody knows that uh, <coughs> the young god, uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, and uh, young Mambasita, uh, Gigi, uh, along with um, several other people, um, perished on this past Sunday. Um, so it's a solemn, uh, solemn mood. Um, yeah, yeah. we're gonna, we but with that being said, we're gonna try to do our best to enlighten and entertain. Just uh, this has been rough to get ready for, you know? yeah, man. You, um, got three Lakers on, uh, three Kobe, uh, diehard Kobe Bryant fans, man. So yeah. it's been a rough, rough weekend. This shit still sounds yeah. weird to say, it bro. Oh, no, it look, does. Look at dad and yeah. <laughs> sheesh, um. I have cried for three days. Um, I yeah. can't admit to it. Um, definitely. And uh, I don't think I'm out of the woods yet. So, yeah. but, you know, um, I know we, I know we, we really joke about the, the prayer thoughts and prayers um, aspect, but uh, my completely, my heart goes out to Vanessa, um, the family, not, not only just the Brian family, but all those affected is, yeah, but more to come on that. All right, man. Um, we'll do something a little different uh, today. Our, our word of the day is, uh, well, today, today's day is uh, January 30th, and our word of the day is uh, Kobe. And um just going to have everybody uh, just describe uh, one word, or give a one-word definition of what Kobe means uh, to you. Um, to me, I'm going to just say icon. Iconic. Evolution for me. Determination gotta be for me. Passion. Very passionate. Say uh courageous. Uh super producer Kyle, did you have any? Can you get on the mic though? I would say competitive. 
All right. Producer Kyle. All right. And that is uh, our word of the day. Uh, no fun facts today, man. No fun yeah. facts. Um, but I think that uh, we still have some other things uh, to kind of talk about before uh, discussing a little, little more about COVID. This will be a quick show today, guys. We're yeah. not even going to. We ain't even going to hold you, as they say. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. I ain't even going to hold you. So, uh, great time to get into. First things first. Hive. All right. We uh, take a another look at the coronavirus that is sweeping around the, the world at this point. Um, the death toll, total as released to the public in China has reached 132 with a number of confirmed cases nearing 6,000. Um, here's what you need to know. that, uh, Like I said, that death total is above 130. United States is expanding screenings for all coronavirus at airports and borders, and scientists are racing to come up with a corona vaccine. Um, that's, a, you know, that's affecting so many people. So um, it's gotten scarier since we reported last week. Uh, gentlemen, your thoughts on this? was coming to epidemic at this point. It's five confirmed uh, deaths in the U.S., right? Yeah. Or is it more? No. Yeah, five. Still five? five? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, Wuhan, man. Wuhan, <laughs> uh, China, man. They, psh, I think they said they, they evacuate that area or like yeah. 6,000 people. Like, bro. I got a yeah, cousin tra- traveling back from, from Thailand. So, you know, mm. I just saw a little post that she, they, they're massively screening everybody Checking viruses, checking the CBF fever and everything. So. Yeah. I'm not mad. I think they should do all that they can. I mean, look, bats. <laughs> what happened when you eat wild shit? <laughs> Crazy soup. shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I did I did read somewhere that, that that was actually necessarily not necessarily a bat uh, soup thing they read. It was more so that was something that was racially you know, fuel to say that's what they were doing. So I don't know if that's How's confirmed. That but they, that, eat, they eat bad. They eat bad. Yeah, they yeah. Eat. I'm not saying that's where the virus. Yeah, came exactly, from, exactly, per se, exactly. But they do. That's no, the they, thing. They, oh, okay. Yeah. Look, some, there's a couple things. Trying to take advantage of that clip to make a okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still. Uh, yeah, it's still <laughs> weird as fuck. Yeah, yeah. but a couple things I'd say. Uh, first is they shut the whole city down, which is crazy. All transportation. They're building a hospital in six days, a whole hospital, similar to what they did in uh, with the um, H1N1, the bird flu. And, uh, you know, like I said last week, uh, the last time we spoke about it, you know, who knows what the real number is. Some viral clip came out today saying 90,000 people are infected, but, uh, you know, you won't know until you, we, we won't know. And I don't think we'll ever know. No. Uh, in the U.S., just because of how information is uh, is uh, not pervasive over there. So <laughs> I'm gonna put my conspiracy theory hat on. I don't know, man. It might be think? something a little deeper. Deeper, like you know, that population control shit, real, especially over there. So you think they try and get rid of the whole city? It's crowded over there. Oh shit! But, but why? <laughs> but why? So why target one city though? got to start it's controllable yeah places that i mean you wouldn't think they would hit first i mean they ain't gonna go straight to tokyo place like that's tokyo's in japan i mean i know i'm just i'm using it as a big (laughs) city i mean like it's It's messing with you um shanghai 
I don't know how big it is compared to the city that, you know, they ain't finna go nowhere like that. That's too, you know, like, wait a minute, what's going on? It's like, it hit me in the city. But yeah, and then right. that leaves you with too many avenues for it to get out of hand. Yeah. They can kind of contain well, it if it was little, something like this that. little yeah. town over here real quick. I don't okay. know, I'm just saying. All right. Four. All right. Um, we are talking Grammys. So Gram- the Grammys actually have a lot of different... Uh, <laughs> a lot of different things that we can kind of discuss. We can start first with uh, uh, Deborah Dugan, the uh, the ousted Grammy CEO. Uh, apparently, at, at this point, she is suing the the Academy, uh, claiming that it's retaliation for exposing boy, uh, a boys' club. So, on this past Tuesday, she filed a complaint with the EEOC, outlining allegations, including um, an email from December twenty second, two thousand nineteen, to ER to the to HR. Um, claiming that she, they was the root, that was the root of her firing. Um, so it's been a big mess about this, uh, gentlemen. I, I want to get quick thoughts on that for you. We touch on a lot in in Grammy talk. Well, um, <laughs> she's saying it is rigged. The Grammy uh, nominations are influenced and rigged, and uh, I am um, at liberty to believe her. Yeah. Uh, just looking at uh-huh. some of the, the wild results that we've gotten over the years. Um, the shockers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't know. Like they're trying to say that she's an extortionist. They said that she uh, asked for twenty. What was it? Twenty one or twenty million to to pipe down to be quiet about it. And when they essentially ousted her, uh, alleged um, holdings of hostage. <laughs> you know, holding them hostage by requesting this this settlement. Uh, that's when she went public and uh, she went on the whole press tour. So it's a messy, messy situation, man. I don't know who it's. He say, she say right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's some, there's some um, truth to the fact that she's using her information to get what she wants. People do it all the time. Uh, and the fact that the previous CEO uh, had been in office for 17 years, it tells me that they could have created a lot of paradigms. Uh, that someone new came in, may not have been on board with it, uh, and, and may have wanted to change it kind of at the last minute and didn't get sign off from all the people that pulled the strings uh, for the president and CEO. So because there are folks out there above above the law. Uh, in addition to that, we, um, we started talking about some of the results. That we, we just talked about how there was some surprising results and now we we Damn. get Billy Eilish uh, this year five Grammy wins, including the record of the year, song of the year, best new artist. Didn't she win a Grammy last year? Bro, you gonna win best new artist, and you had an album come out in 2017. <laughs> but she was nominated last year. We'll yeah, look some, it up for yeah, us. We'll do some fact checking on yeah. that. But um, Tony Reale Jr. Hey, Jr. Man, the uh, the industry plants are winning. So is is it? So is she an industry plant? In your I opinion? Believe, I mean, I think. But so. what's the what's the purpose of her being planted? That'd be my question. Because it works. Works to to what end though? Money. She, like that's the only yeah. end for. Oh, you meant and plant? Okay. Like, yes. So planted by <laughs> yes. the labor. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So when I, I, I that makes sense. Now yeah, when yeah. I think of industry plant, I think of she was someone win regardless. Yep. I think of someone who is um is there to 
promulgate some other initiative like <laughs> like we previously said on the show around Lizzo there's something else kind of under under underlying her message it was just even um to, you know today listening to Sirius XM and I'm, I'm listening to like the, the uh, R&B section and they were talking about how how she's so great and she came around you know the, the, the studio and you know, she was listening to like some classic R&B music and, you know, kind of sucked to me. Like, it, you know, I didn't think industry plant at the time, but I mean, I can, I can see the case for it. Real talk. I liked her first album. Yeah. I rocked it before she even got any notoriety, but. Um, joints on there. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess that's the, that's the other piece of it. Right. So I liked it and I rocked it, but uh doesn't mean that she wasn't bubbling organically uh through some uh formula but either way that didn't help as uh as reported the the uh, grammys had the lowest ratings ever so uh industry plants aside lizzo aside little nas x with nas aside none of that plants on plants on plants plants on plants on plants did not work did not work did not work uh well to that Point uh, did y'all see Diddy uh, and uh, Tyler the Creator speeches about representation at the Grammys and disrespect? I saw Diddy's. Yeah, they were very, yeah. very poignant. Point. Yeah, let me play a clip. So I say this with love to the Grammys. Um, because you really need to notice every year y'all be killing us, man. Man, I'm talking about the pain. I'm speaking for all the artists here, the producers, the executives. The amount of time that it takes to make these records, to pour your heart out into it, and you just want to even play and feel. In the great words of Erica Badu, we are artists and we are sensitive about our shit. Words from Diddy. I also got uh, Tyler, uh, the creator. Uh, he actually won of best hip hop, and his album wasn't even hip hop album. Igor was like mostly singing. Um, yeah, play his clip. One side, I'm very grateful that uh, what I made could just be, you know, uh, acknowledged in a world like this. Um, but also, it sucks that whenever we, and I mean guys that look like me, do anything that's genre bending or that's anything they always put it in a rapper urban category which is and i don't like that urban word it's just a politically correct way to say the n-word to me so when i hear that i'm just like why can't we just be in pop why can't it just, you know what i mean so i felt like half of me feels like the the rap nomination was a backhanded compliment like oh uh my little cousin wants to play the game let's give him the unplugged controller so he could Shut up and feel good about it. That that's I I agree a million percent. Tyler. And it's been like that for a long time. You know, people have always said like every Grammy's award so that is an award that could be considered, as he said, urban is not ever broadcast. Like we never get to see him. You got to go through and find the notes on who the fuck won these awards. And it, it is really accurate on the fact that he's talking about. So if we step outside of the box that you consider us to be in, you're still not going to give us credit for it. The whole little Nas X situation, even though we do still 
recognize him as a plant in the industry. But the shit, the, the, the <laughs> issues yeah. he uh, he had with Billboard, like he stepped outside what is considered to be normal urban genre, and they didn't want to let him have that. So no, he's a rap artist and a rap artist only. And but on the the flip side, shout out to uh, Gary Clark Jr. He took home the uh, best rock. So like we do have some representation in other categories. It's just not it's not balanced. It's not equal enough. Stop taking these contribute. niggas, man. Let's take some. Take some. I mean, in in the Grammy, as to Dukin's point, the, yeah. the, the the voting structure and all that needs to be reevaluated because hip hop has been the number one genre. For years yeah. now, I didn't know they still had an alternative rock. Yeah, category man, and all these one. other, and I understand like participation points, but y'all, that fuck shit, man. Like you know when a not us record or or group had a fucking amazing year, you hear about them, you know that they did it, even if you listen to that shit or not. Yeah, I didn't know fucking Vampire Weekend even released an album, right? How the fuck are they Grammy nominated? Like they yep. made no waves to cross over to be. It's a whole bunch of snobs in a room. Same thing with a lot of the uh, movie awards. There's a bunch of snobs in a room. Ooh, I like that silent film, black and white film. Movie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Grammy something a lot like the Golden Globes right now. Yeah, yeah, man. So. Yeah. yeah. Three. All right. Oh, uh, so we wrapped up the Grammys. Let's talk Jeff Bezos. So apparently his uh, kibbles and bits were displayed for the entire world <laughs> wow. on uh, on the National Enquirer. So uh. the the feds say they have a pretty good uh, idea on what happened. Um, he sent some provocative photos to his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, who sent those pictures to her brother who tried to sell them for six figures. Whoa, these hoes ain't loyal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much after the divorce, like, yeah. It's hey, struggling. hey, fuck that. To like, quote the great Kanye West, formerly great Kanye West, and that's what your ass get. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the flip side, let's look at the good problems here. Not many of us can say our dick pics are worth six figures. Speak for yourself. I'm about to say, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> you guys disgust me. Nice. Two. Um, we you want to cover the Terry Crews thing now? Sure, it's two. Yeah, let's. So we got some <laughs> clips from Terry Crews. Um. Oh I'll let the clips kind of speak for it and let's discuss it from there. All right. Yeah. Reports that her contract wasn't renewed because she reported um, a toxic atmosphere existed at the show. Um, you're at the show. Is, it, is there a toxic atmosphere? First of all, I can't speak for sexism because I'm not a woman, but I can't speak on behalf of any racism comments. That was never I'm not black. Oh, my wait. experience on America's <laughs> Got Talent. In fact, it was the most diverse place I have ever been in my 20 years of entertainment. The 20, the top 10 acts were Asian, women, older, younger, uh, uh, black, white. It was everything in the in the gamut. Now, I- uh, Gabrielle uh, responded to that. She was like, "Man, 
We all agreed to let the investigation be completed before speaking. But if we doing this, oh, baby, let's go. <laughs> Can someone please ask about what happens to all that diversity folks are talking about? All caps behind the scenes, like legit. Where the hell is all that diversity in the production, though, homie? In the mm. decision making ranks who control the fate of the diversity in front of the camera. Why anyone would gleefully get up on TV and tell lies that no one disputed, but we already know. Uh, Mr. Cruz uh, received some black backlashes. Blacklashes. Blacklash. Blacklash. Nice. Uh, yeah. I like that better yeah, response. Yeah, yeah. Nice Freudian trip. Um, as you can expect. And um, yeah. Uh, he actually lashed out in response to all of the backlash that he got and said, uh, there's only one woman, one earth. I have to please. I think that was supposed to be on. Uh, her name is Rebecca, not my mother, my sister, my daughters or coworkers. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, partners take care of them. Rebecca gives me wings, all caps. Oh, she a red bull now? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. This nigga is so corny. Though. Oh man. So corny. Uh, did you want to play your clip from your girls? It ain't my clip. Don't get. No, I'm just saying I'm not representing that. <laughs> yeah, play it. You got it queued up. I don't have it at oh. all. I don't want it. Any of my. You don't want it. You don't want it. <laughs> you are anti. Yeah. Uh, Very much. So. Yeah. What? What? Oh, what, what, what we're talking about is is that the uh, send it the, uh, the real to, uh, my MacBook. All right. Yeah, the the real is it was, it was actually had a conversation of, about this particular subject and uh, your girl Amanda Seals and uh, what's 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 the other girl we just talked about last? Lonnie Love. Yeah, Lonnie. Oh, how could I forget Lonnie Love? Um, they had a pretty good discussion about this. Um, we'll let the clip kind of do it justice because uh, I don't think we really it. feeling it over here at the at Vex Intellect Studios. I don't think airdrop. Oh, there it is. Wow. Figured it out. Did you gotta put the air in your voice when you airdrop or something? I don't understand that. If you write anything on your computer, you need to get Grammarly. I write pretty much all day. This week's episode is brought to you by Grammarly. It is so easy to support black women. It is so easy. It can be done so effortlessly. So when you see examples of someone giving their energy to be to be obstructive, you wonder why they would make that choice. Yeah. Why is it not instilled in him to protect this woman? She protected him when he was in another adverse situation. She put her voice out there. But, and I think I speak for a lot of sisters. I think I speak for a lot of sisters when I say, it's part of the bigger conversation of black women earnestly wanting the support from our brothers when we are speaking out and speaking up. And there really should just be a code because so many sisters feel like so often we're on code and our brothers aren't. And I take heat all the time because there are brothers who don't follow code and have put me in very like deleterious situations. And now there's other brothers who think I'm something that I'm not because other brothers weren't on code. But I will say this, seeing this scenario play out in a different way, because in Hollywood, black women really are not regarded, um, really would have just been so much more uplifting. And they don't, they don't think about black women. Again. You know why? Because it's easy to, to disregard us. You are absolutely right. The minute we say something wrong, especially 
us three here as black women, if we say something wrong, I have yet to have many black men speak up for me. If, if a black man has said what you said, like in, in the statement about like, if a black man has stood up here and said, black, a lot of black women are not able to be in faithful relationships. I'm telling you that there would have, <laughs> there wouldn't have been an onslaught of rage against that person in the same way that there was against you. And I just. I so I have a question. <laughs> I'm going to mute. I'm muting myself. Why do they want to use Terry Cruz's toxic behavior to um, excuse their own toxicity? It's like Amanda Seals is Terry Cruz now your scapegoat uh, from all of the fuck shit you said throughout the years. <laughs> and then Lonnie Love on the heels, literally on the heels of some nonsense that she said, uh, they're scapegoating Terry Cruz. Now, of course, we've said on this show, Terry Crews, he shucks and drives, uh, Stephen Fletcher, you know, all the time for the man to keep his checks coming in. Uh, and so this is, in my opinion, another example of him doing that. Uh, and so, like, why do, they, why do they need to rescue themselves on his uh, bad behavior? And why does he represent black men? Because you remember the, uh, the low-hanging fruit reference we were making a few weeks back? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's a very that episode is also available on all podcasting platforms. Go Thank ahead. you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, he he is that he's not threatening. Um, he they know that he's not going to get the support of the black the very black men they're trying to say don't exist that don't protect them. We don't fuck with him already in, in a sense on on his actions. So we're not going to have an uprising of support for his defense. So that makes their argument a little bit more Their credible. Attack is, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh yeah, ain't nobody about to say that, yeah, he's he's the guy. Because he, he's not. He doesn't represent that for us. So it's unfair for them to kind of paint this picture like the the black man that protects the black woman in situations that, that concern racial inequality and stuff like this, or, or, or with this, this, this situation that they're talking about, saying that we don't stand up. We're very much there. We're just not going to be there for this nigga. Definitely not. What black men are they talking about? Right. That's that's the thing. I'm like, y'all just making these statements. And it's like, y'all need to, you know, you might want to be specific. <laughs> when you, it, you know, when it's, you, it's like we talked about before with these blanket statements and, and everything. And it's 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 very dangerous to make them from. From our standpoint and from their standpoint and from anybody's standpoint, you're making blanket statements um, and, and and you're just only focused on your perspective and your experiences. Right. You're, you're not telling the whole story. If they're in a closed conversation room, that's not so much of a blanket statement, but their their audience, their right. audience is very was, selected. I was, I was like about everybody. They're going to fuck They're Ooh, national. So you're you're just you're putting out there this image that we're just we ain't shit, and that we're we're not here for our women. But I I know married men right now that will ride for their women, that will protect them at all costs. In addition to the other black women in their lives. Yeah, I was about to say, I take this conversation back from the um, the married piece. It's just black men. In general, I think they're referencing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I think Terry used the the uh, wife card as an excuse 
uh, for he only rides for his wife. Again, another sucker thing to say. Yes, because as a black man, right. we stand up for black women. That's just what we do. Excellent point. Wait for you to wrap it up. And what uh, else have anything to say? Not on that point. Well said, gentlemen. Well said. Yeah. I don't have anything to add or offer. Oh. Uh, uh, I don't want to uh, pollute all of that. Oh. Beautiful, beautiful statements that you guys have uh, have said. I don't want to have my piece. We didn't attack Amanda, so. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> I never attack either. Oh. You. All right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. One. All right. And. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, what's next? (laughs) The Israeli Prime Minister. um, Uh oh. Was indicted (laughs) on this past. What's his name again? I don't want to talk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, what? What's his name? Oh, Benjamin. The Israeli Prime Minister. (laughs) Benjamin. Who? I'm sorry. Um, His his name is Benjamin. Benjamin who? Natalia. <laughs> Natalia. Y'all know the niggas. <laughs> 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 this really prime minister. Um, he was indicted this past Tuesday on corruption charges after withdrawing his request for immunity. Uh, the country's attorney general filed a formal indictment against the leader on charges of bribery fraud and breach of trust in connection to a separate case uh, that the BBC reports. Now he is in actually in the United States right now scheduled to meet with at the time of this recording scheduled to meet with um, president Donald J. Trump to unveil a long awaited plan um, for the middle East, according to a Facebook post for peace in the middle East. Uh, Yeah. Which we've been trying to do for, I don't know, centuries. Um, he he withdrew his request for immunity because he knew that because he, it would not have gotten a fair hearing in the Israeli par- parliament had he planned to debate, debate it on Tuesday. So, you know, gentlemen, get your, let's get your thoughts on on this um, indictment on right around the time of this Middle Eastern peace plan that he's doing with. Someone else who had their own criminal charges going. Well, <laughs> their own charges going. Similar, right? Right? I've got yeah. yeah. C- couple things to say. How do you have a plan for peace mm-hmm. and Israel's the only people at the table? I don't understand. Okay. That's that's a fair pander, point. Pander, pander. That's a fair point. Uh, Is that me pandering? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's him pandering. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like, really? Yes. Okay. Where did they do that at? Yeah. And the second thing is, you know, birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. All these colloquial, you uh, terms we can use and then i think i think at the core of this though is that uh it really uncovers the reality of the political system right and the humanity of the political system uh you know often in the past the western westernized societies like israel like the u.s like um england uk they look down you know on quote unquote third world or poor countries because those folks in power uh, abuse the power to enrich themselves. Um, when in reality, you know, it's now coming out 
because of the the pervasiveness of information uh, and uh, the people wanting access and needing access to these folks, it's coming out that this is true across the board. So I think it's time for us to get off of our white horse, uh, pun intended, uh, and uh, and really play ball and let people know what's really going on. That's good to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I do have a question, though. All right. Um, and it's going to be so far, but kind of related to the subject. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely ready to hear it now. Um, <laughs> kind of related. What is a second world country? Mm. Like Canada, maybe? Because they're like, they got major shit going on, but the majority of it is just fucking woods. That's our show, folks. <laughs> Still, I, I got nothing, James. You're the traveler. Hey, there's no, I don't have an answer. Google it. Sounds like where Frodo would be from. Or some you know shit. what? I, I, I kind of feel Canada, you know, only because, you know, don't they? Canada's a first world country. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I'm saying, I, I can mean, they make one and a half? So like they a boring re- first world. Country. They report to the queen? I, I would think a third world country would be something like Uruguay. No, we know third world. We're going for second, second, second world. world. Second world. I'm sorry. Second oh. world country would be like Uruguay, Argentina, those kind of places. Okay. So if, I, if I had to, because they aren't third world is... Is something is someone who needs assistance and aid. So not a world to power, survive. but not but not like somewhere in the middle. So I have That's a list. Right. Okay. Um, oh shit! Look at according that. to Investopedia, I might have fucked that up. Investopedia? Um, damn, I did. Uh, Bulgaria. <laughs> Czechia. Yeah, I'm fucking that up too. Hungary, Poland, Romania, Russia. And sick China are considered Russia, really? A second world? Russia and China. They have some rich check your sources. They're a world power. Check, check your sources. I, I'm just checking. I'm going with what Google gave me first. I got you. Some some oh. foolish American right, man. Uh we here at the Vexed Intellects love the ladies. Uh I don't think you know, we were trying to make this a quick show. We're already at thirty four minutes. Uh <laughs> so I let's just name who we're going to go and just maybe offer something brief as to okay. why. Yeah. Uh, this week I'm um, nominating uh, Maya Moore. Uh, she's skipping uh, another WNBA season uh, to focus on criminal justice uh, reform. So uh, ultimate sacrifice uh, to help others for the second season in a row. The Probably arguably the best uh, women's basketball player in the league, you know, yeah. is to show that, you know, it's bigger uh, than, than playing a game. Um, you know, so, yeah, my more. You go, girl. I'm going to go and uh, nominate um, Veronica Scott. Um, she actually is, um, you know, making coats in Detroit. And, uh, it, well, sorry, sleeping bags in Detroit. Um, and that, and then she's actually going to uh, uh, she's actually hiring the homeless in order to help make that so it's not only it's not only benefiting the area but it's also um you know employing the homeless so um shout out to veronica scott you glow girl veronica scott you glow girl so um in memoriam 
I'm going to give a um, in memoriam you glow girl to Layla Jana. Uh, actually, this is prior to uh, the loss of Kobe, but uh, she is an entrepreneur that was a CEO and founder of a mach- machine learning training data company. Uh, Samosaurus uh, passed away at 37 uh, due to complications from cancer. Um, her company uh, has the distinction of delivering AI-driven services to Fortune 100 companies with a global works- workforce of data specialists, a large number of whom are located in East Africa. Uh, part of her mission um, was to source and, and, and grow up uh, the workforce in, in Africa in order to um, seize the, the depth of talent over there, uh, which is often overlooked. Uh, she very recently raised $15 million in venture capital to uh, expand uh, her business in the, in the area. Uh, the black coding world and um, the tech world uh, lost a um, uh, lost a great one. So, uh, Layla Jana, you glow, girl. All right, you go, girl, uh, to the nominees. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, we wanted to keep uh, keep it brief, man. Um, so, as everyone knows uh, by now, um, on uh, Sunday, January 26th, uh, we... Uh, Lost a great one, man. Lost uh, Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, my favorite basketball player. Um, I always said that uh, Jordan is the goat. You know, uh, Mike was um, always uh, my guy, but uh, Kobe, man, I just had a, a special uh, yeah. connection uh, with Kobe. Um, you know, I. I would get into arguments. <laughs> but yeah. I've almost gotten into fights, man. Like I've seen some of those arguments. Yeah. That's yeah, the nature man. of Kobe fans though. Bruh, like, it's no in between. Yeah. It's no in between. Either, you know, is it's love or it's hate. Like, yeah. you know, very rarely was there ever any uh in between. But it was always know. respect. It was always yeah. respect. Well, some of the fights resulted in disrespect. Or <laughs> well, always respect for, always respect for yeah, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. Always respect for, for Kobe. Kobe. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> disrespectful. Uh, they were out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think I, I, I know why, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain. Uh, the um, Yeah, so I've personally been a Laker fan since uh, 1987, 88. Um my pops didn't really have a, a team in the NBA, you know, outside of, you know, basketball, outside of UNC. And that's because he's a Carolina boy. Um, so uh, he, he really uh, likes the Spurs now, but Ooh. I think that's more so because they're so fun, fundamental. Uh, but anyway, my uncle, Laker fan, uh, other family members, you know, also Laker fan. So I'm a Laker fan. Uh, and of course, you know, I'm a military brat. So uh, no city allegiance. Mm. So um, I think I mentioned prior on this podcast, like whatever year uh, that I got into whatever sport, whoever was, you know, popping at the time is, this is who I adopted as my squad. Yeah. Uh, so for example, 87, 88, man, was peak showtime oh. Lakers. Um, 
you know, and then I've been you know, a fan ever since. Same thing with uh, the Cowboys, you know, 92, 93 is when I started watching and playing football. So the Cowboys in pro in um, Florida State in, uh, in college. It was Charlie Ward and, and all of them. So that's except, you know, the Red Sox and the Braves. I've always been fans of those. But anyway, um, so I've been a, a Laker fan since then, man. After Magic uh, Johnson, you know, uh, announced that he had a HIV in 1991, uh, it got a little weird there. Uh, as it's Laker hard. fans, uh, Laker if you fans. recall, uh, I do recall the uh, Eldon Campbell, uh, Vladi Divac, <laughs> Cedric Sabalos, <laughs> and then it was uh, Cedric Sabalos, Nick Van Exel. Yeah. Nick was nice, by Nick the way, was, super yeah. nice. Uh, Eddie Jones, you know, etc. Those guys and um, journeyman, lots of journeyman. Yep, <laughs> uh, to say the least. That was a collection like a, of Motley Crue. Yeah, of <laughs> Motley Crue of talent. Assembled uh, <laughs> there. Um, they were competitive though. But anyway, um, and then came Kobe. Uh, then came Kobe and Shaq. You know, nineteen ninety six, thirteenth pick. Uh, Jerry West, GM at the time, uh, made a trade. Traded Vladi, uh, who at the time was you know uh, considered a, you know, a top center, one yeah. of the better, uh, more skilled centers in the yeah, league. Absolutely. So a lot of people didn't understand that move, um, but Jerry had the vision. Jerry had took a big chance on him, big leap, man, and boy did it pay off. So, being a Kobe fan, man, ain't easy. Like people really hated Kobe. Uh, He said he was cocky. Um, Said he wanted to be like Jordan. Um, So I think I figured out why people hated him so much outside of those two reasons. So you got to remember, man, you got the Jordan heads who hated him because. Oh, he's trying to be like Mike. He's trying right. to be like Jordy. Chew gum like him. Uh, his vocal inflections and in interviews yeah. is like him. He walked like walk him. Like he copied him. all his moves and yeah. everything. Oh, he's he trying to be Jordan. Jump shot. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So you had those guys. That, oh, he'll never be Jordan. Then you got the LeBron fans that came after. Yeah. Um. So the Lakers win their third straight chip. You know, Jordan retires again from the Wizards, and then here come LeBron and all of the hype and everything. So Kobe was like the bridge in between Mm -hmm. those two guys. It just seems like for those two fan bases in particular, he was never good enough. Yeah, You'll never be Jordan and, oh, LeBron's better. You know what I'm saying? So I think that we, Kobe fans, went so hard for him because we felt like we had to defend him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, but, yeah. at every turn his legacy was being and that's not even to mention Allen Iverson fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, Iverson represented something culturally. Like yeah. that was outside of just Greatness. basketball. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was an identity thing. That was hip hop. Like, yeah. yo, he looked like me. He doing it how I would do it. That's my nigga. Yeah. Cornrows. Yeah. Tattoos. Yeah. He'll yeah polished Kobe over here you know he yeah. you know they yeah so but he had to deal with that and then you also had to deal with Shaq was yeah. his teammate who, who was the man right and, you know for the you know during that time frame he he was the franchise I always think of how many chips they would have won if they, they stayed, stayed together. together yeah you know sure at least six all of them all of them all of them so, yeah, I, I mentioned that just to say that, you know, a lot of us Kobe fans really went hard to paint just because we felt like, uh, you know, we had to protect him. You know, we had to protect the greatness that was Kobe. Um, 
He'll never be Jordan. Oh, LeBron better. He bigger, faster, stronger, and pass first. FYI, by the way, I'm the <laughs> typical. Because <laughs> you LeBron niggas. Uh, <laughs> FYI, man, LeBron had an advantage. Uh, and I, I never hear this spoken of, but you got to remember, he had Jordan and Kobe as benchmarks in two different ways. Uh, he had Jordan's records to shoot for. So he started with somebody to chase. With oh, the that's the number? Yeah. Exactly. You know, because Mike didn't have any records or anyone to chase when he came in because it was still a big man's lead when Mike came Absolutely. in. So Jordan had to forge his own, you know, his own way, his own path. Uh, it was a big man's league. And then he had Kobe, uh, LeBron had Kobe to learn from uh, what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he had an advantage. You know, oh, they hate that he do that. All right, cool. Let me not do that. Let me be pass first. Let me be yep. whatever. So he had an advantage that Kobe didn't have. Just and, I, that part. Go ahead. and I think Kobe was the bridge to the future. Yeah. For yeah. the NBA. Yeah. Right. This generation. Yeah. That's, he, he, he was, was the Jordan. person that set the foundation. Um for uh, these new players. It's like the game changed and evolved uh, while he was there. He was able to exist in the old school and the new school yeah, yeah. And, and excel. You're, you're right. I just, just talking to a, a, a guy I rode the elevator up with and we were, we were talking about it. He was like, that's my childhood, man. Like I, I, and, I, and I think that's a lot of it would, when we talk about Kobe um, I, with, not only just the basketball player, but what hits me so hard is that Kobe is like what, 16 months older than me. Like I grew, I literally grew up with Kobe. Like I literally grew, we both grew up together. And you know, it's, it's one thing when you can appreciate the greats, you know, Jordan was a little before my time as far as when I really started getting locked into the basketball and, you know, and then, you know, um, you know, especially going back to his college days, I'll say that. Um, you know, then you had all the other greats. When you, when you talk about Bill Russell, you talk about uh, Will Chamberlain, you talk about Kareem. So, you, you again, you had all these these big legendary names. But, like, yo, I, I saw Kobe go to the prom with Brandy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> True. Like, I, like, I literally grew up with this dude. And so um, his – mentality for me uh, was was the main thing that, that drew me in now um being um a a coach from my couch in Treeport Louisiana you know when he was a rookie and take some of those ill-advised shots I you know maybe not my favorite guy at the moment I would yell at the television but the fact that you know and we kind of talked about this um prior to the show the fact that he had the the, the balls to do it like he was like yo I'm this is who I am this is what I'm doing and I'm, I believe it, and you can believe it if you want to. I really don't give a shit, but it's gonna happen. And that's where that, for me, that's where that Mamba mentality came from. To the fact that, you know, he established, you know, that he he didn't care. He he was unapologetic. He did what he was supposed to do. And it it for me, it was it was it drew me in. It, I wanted those characteristics. I wanted to show that throughout my life. I wanted, you know, the times rare times where I get a little cocky. <laughs> what? Know? Yeah, I know it's some of the listeners, you know, who've been rocking me for a long time, they know maybe I might get a little cocky at times. You know, that was that was that mamba mentality that was that was, you know, that that I could see, you know, who was like there on TV, you know, the the fall to the to the summer. 
that that's what um that's what a a black mama does <laughs> if you you know you think about it like Kobe was willing he was willing to strike first you know what I'm saying like right. I'm, I'm gonna go on and lay you out before you try to get me and that's what ultimately won me over with Kobe and um my fan right here he had to uh he had to talk me off the ledge um. I was watching some of the highlights of the of the Utah game and we was talking about this before the show and uh those four air balls. I'm like, yo, I'm like yelling at the TV like you just said, Jared. I'm like, yo, <laughs> like what is this dude doing? And and Cuz was like, nah, man, he he the one. He gonna be the one. He legit, you know, and um that's the thing I respected the most about him. Like you said, the balls for him to shoot an air ball, and then they gave it to him again. He shot it again. <laughs> yeah. And they gave it to him again. He shot it again. And it's like, okay, I see what this dude doing, you know, and, and I respect that, man. And um, it was it was uh, the word I used, the, the courageous part in him, you know, that, that won me over as well, man. And uh, like you said, man, shit just still is real funky feeling, man. It's, it's yeah. still like odd, you know. It's like a long dream that you just, you know, trying to wake up from. But um, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think uh people really understand what we're going through. Like, you're going through it in real time. This is almost like some shit you read about. You know what I'm saying? But we, like, le- legit going through it. And it's one of those, like, where were you? You know, it's going to be one of those. Where were you when, when, yeah, when the news you know broke? I feel like there's a lot of athletes out there that that understand what it is to have that drive to make mm-hmm. themselves better every time they step out on the court or step out on the field where where whatever it is that they do that lost a little bit of that inspiration. Yeah. Cuz Kobe was the kind of person that when people say they all oh, you you tripping for for feeling for this person y'all didn't really know knowing that a person who was so driven to make himself better like that was in the world pushed a lot of people yeah. to make themselves better. Oh, yeah. And you don't have to so, know that person. You don't have yeah. to know a person in order to to feel, um, you know, the loss, you know, because like people, people are affected in, in different ways. I'd like to speak on that real quick, man. I, I see a lot of people saying like, oh, y'all didn't even know him. You know, why are you blah, 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 blah. I wanted to read a caption, man, from um, Arian Foster. Uh, about that. Uh, Arian Foster was a former uh, Houston Texans uh, running back. He goes by Bobby Fino now as a rapper. Dope, dope, dope rapper, man. Uh, great thinker, man. I love the way he thinks. Uh, and I like how he articulates his thoughts. Uh, but I thought that this was spot on. So um, he posted a picture of himself and Kobe and uh, with the caption, uh, this changed my outlook on life. I never partook in collective mourning. In all honesty, Some of life's turmoils has left me numb to the grief of people I didn't know. I mean, how can you feel for someone you'd never known existed uh, if not for them passing? I felt the same with celebrity passings. Me recognizing their faces didn't force me to give emotional energy to them. I was always indifferent. I was the guy saying shit didn't affect your life at all. You fronting for attention. And it truly made me think ill of people that did that. And that very well may could have been their intention. But this has totally changed my mind on the subject. I knew Kobe in passing. This pick was taken after a Rockets game where a security guard came up to me and Andre, Andre Johnson, of course, 
uh, Houston uh, Texan great, and told us, uh, Kobe wants to talk to y'all. I was like, why the fuck does Kobe want to talk to me? <laughs> but we all chopped it up for like 30 minutes. I've met pretty much all my heroes, and this was the only instance where I was a little kid in the moment. This was Kobe, a huge part of my childhood and reasons why I love the game I played. I got hurt one year and reached out. He sent the long text that inspired the shit out of me. I don't have to go into disbelief, into the disbelief I was in uh, when I heard he passed, but because I cared about a man that I didn't really know, the collective love that is being shown for him matters to me. Even if it isn't genuine, it helps when people are with you when you're emotionally vulnerable. Yeah. Then it hit me. This was so hard because he was a part of my childhood. So it feels like he was a part of who I am. Mm. So it's like a part of me isn't invincible. A superhero of mine has fallen. That is devastating. But on a selfish level, it reminds you of your own mortality. Yeah. I'll go too. We are a collective. We have individual lives, but the human race is but a collection of our best, worst, and everything in between. And when people die, we mourn. Whatever your reasons, you deserve that. So mourn. One day, we'll all be the subject of a eulogy. And this has helped me see that it uh, helped me see that in us all. RIP to all those involved. I feel for the families uh, and the mama. You continue to inspire me even in death. Uh, I thought that was very well articulated. Yeah, very poignant. Yeah. Yeah, very well stated. I mean, so a good way to close this out. Uh, might be to say, what's your takeaway for yourself uh, in this whole scenario? Are you guys prepared to speak yeah. on that? Yeah, because um, I thirty it, seconds or less. Yeah, because it's one thing that we didn't cover when we talked about the, uh, you know, talked about his his career and, and what he, how he influenced us and everything. For me, I also want to highlight that family man aspect, like what he was doing. This man had four kids. This man, you know, he. He was trying to spend time with his kids. He was trying to develop people, um, these young ladies and, and gentlemen. And that mean that that means a lot to me, um, because I'm blessed as an individual to see so many ta- so many talented people around me, including the gentleman that's in this room. And 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 I I spend most of my life trying to do whatever I can to help dope people meet dope people and, and, and be great. Um, myself included. And Kobe did that. And that means a lot. That means a lot. I would say, um, in closing, man, just the, um, the love and, um, the dedication that he put into, the game of basketball, his his craft is um I mean it's up there. I mean it's unparalleled um in so many ways, and he didn't really care about uh what the critics said about him. He didn't care about what other players said about him. I mean he went about his business uh day in and day out, and he did it you know for twenty years. Man, we watched it, and um. It's contagious, man. It 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 definitely uh, opened my eyes again, um, as he stated. I mean, about your own mort- mortality, um, 
And it, and it actually, uh, it brought out the old cliches, man. Life isn't promised, man. Uh, here today, going tomorrow, all of those. I mean, we, we hear them all the time, but, uh, this one hit different, man. And, um, if I could take anything, man, um, we just got to go after it, man. Whatever you love, man, whatever, whatever your passions are, man, go for it. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, the biggest thing I say I took from from Kobe and what he did in his career um, in this situation is every day work on something to make yourself better. Continue to push yourself. And even the, the, the very thing that he died in was a part of him making himself get to the things that he cares about. So it's like if you're if you're not willing to put in that kind of dedication that he was willing to put in to to drive himself to be a better person, <laughs> what's your point of doing it? So um, what he what he gave me was that ability to to really put myself into the things that I care about, make sure that they're nurtured properly, and that I can give them the proper respect that's due to them. Yeah, for me. I think Jared said 16 months. We're actually 60-ish days apart uh, in age. Uh, it just reminded me how much meat I've left on the bone uh, in these 41 years. No no flags or whistles needed, but, you know, how much I really didn't, I really haven't played full out, fully out uh, with all of my talents. Uh, and, and I just was looking back over his life and though I always appreciate him as a player, as a great basketball player, basketball uh, uh, is a sport that I enjoy. Uh, he's always been one of the greatest uh, for me. But um, but what I'd say is that level of excellence that went from uh, basketball, won an Oscar after that, uh, really, by all accounts, nothing that I've seen personally, but uh, his father daughter relationships. It's just like, you know, play full out. Don't leave any meat on the bone. Finish what you start. I said it twice yeah, <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. I've never heard that. <laughs> you know, I didn't leave any meat on the bone. Hey, hey, hey. You eat what you kill, yeah, you eat it all. That's it. Nah, man. Yeah, he, he, he's the definition of leave it on the court. Favorite player, man. Favorite player. Uh, I identify with, with Kobe. Actually, let me read uh, something that I wrote in, in 2016, April 13, 2016. I didn't recognize how many Kobe Bryant related posts I had on my social media till I was doing inventory, uh, you know, trying to find a perfect thing to post, man. But, um, I wrote uh, on that day, uh, it is the end of an era tonight. Uh, I've been caping for this dude for as long as I can remember. Uh, Many arguments, debates, many highs and lows. His uh, dedication to his craft inspires me. His single-minded focus on greatness inspires me. His ability to weather the storm and overcome and uh, become a champion uh, inspires me. Salute to the king, Kobe Bean Bryant. Um... I had so many people reach out to me, man. I hadn't spoken to in years. People from high school uh, reaching out to me like, yo, dog, I, I remember how, you know, you was a, a Kobe stand, man, and blah, 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 blah. I'm pretty sure you're taking it hard, you know. Mama reached out to me, my pop. Uh, 
you know, various, yeah, you know, people from my past, man, reached out to me. So, uh, it's like losing family, dog. Yeah. Like real talk. Like We appreciate it too. I mean, we yeah. might not have talked to all of y'all, but we, we appreciate it. Yeah, but you know, Kobe has been a part of my journey. Um, you know, nineteen ninety six, you know, like <laughs> to now, man, like that's been a part of my journey. He's he's been a, a staple in my journey. And this is Probably the the hardest I've taken a, a non family member death since like Michael Jackson, yeah. who was another staple of my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, these these are staples, dude. These are you know uh, fixtures in your life that have been there, you know, for so long. That you don't even think about it. Like a day prior, I had family in town from Boston, and uh, we went to this uh, the Groove this R and B thing Friday night, and uh had one of my uh, receipts in my pocket uh, from drinks that I had gotten and uh, shot it in the trash can and yelled, Kobe. <laughs> I've been doing that for yeah, years, dude. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's, and you think about it, it's like, I don't want to do that shit. Nobody think that I'm being corny. It's like, nigga, I've been doing that shit. Like, you don't even know. Like, <laughs> I actually, doing that for I years. hope people continue to do it. Yeah, yeah for like, sure. It's, it's a good energy to still keep out there. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, yeah, man. I um I love Kobe, man. Like I, I will forever defend him. Yeah, Jordan is the GOAT. You know, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. My favorite player is Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. Uh LeBron is amazing. You know what I'm saying? He's he's great. He does great things on and off the court, but he had examples just saying. Uh of what two and two not do. <laughs> so he had an advantage. But uh yeah, uh you, you LeBron niggas is <laughs> But um <laughs> Kobe's my favorite, man. He's my favorite. Um, headstrong, dog. Like, not afraid. Like, not afraid. Like, period. Like, not not afraid to be himself, but not afraid. Fearless. Fearless. Fearless, man. Like, damn, dog. It inspires you. you we, we should all live life fearless. Mm. <laughs> uh, I want to give respect to all of the victims. Absolutely. So, I'm, I'm going to uh, name them, and then we'll, we'll get out of here. Um, Kobe Bryant, 41 years old, uh, Gianna Bryant, Mamacita, uh, that probably hurts, man, more so than like for, for my affection for Kobe, man, just that baby, that poor baby dog, you know that, um, John Altabelli, uh, 56 years old and his wife, Carrie Altabelli. Uh, and their daughter, another baby, uh, Alyssa Altabelli, uh, also 13 years old. Mm. Uh, Christina Mauser, uh, top assistant coach of the Mamba girls basketball team. Um, and, uh, lastly, the pilot, uh, Ara Zobayan, uh, who's 50 years old. So, uh, man, prayers. And condolences, genuine and sincere prayers and condolences uh, to all of their families, man. Um, live life, y'all. Live life, man. Do all of the things. Um, find you something that you're passionate about, man. And then, like uh, Mr. Westside said, uh, work towards uh, perfecting it, man, and getting getting better at it every day. Oh, you didn't want to quote uh, 
Don't leave no meat on the bone. I did not want to quote <laughs> no one's anything about any meat on any bone. No one's quoting that ever in life. Um, I just wanted to leave us on a high note. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, joining us. Um, you could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Uh, until uh, next time, stay blessed. Uh, stay vexed. Steve Vexed Intellects. Get vexed. Peace. R.I.P. Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe. My goat.